back boys and girls for another special edition of the michael deacon program joining me tonight is mr marshall masters he has made his return to the program yet again boys and girls and he is a man who needs no introduction here on the program you heard him here so many times countless times on this program it's so good to be back with you oh yes clockwise it's always a honor and pleasure to have you on the program and as usual marshall we have so much to cover and before I do, I just wanted to inform you and all the listeners out there that the official YouTube page has been nuked by, of course, YouTube. So I joined the ranks of uh, yourself, Marshall. Jeez. Yeah. They nuked you. It happens, though, you know. Yeah, unfortunately. And <clears throat> so, you know, this is kind of like, you know, who you're the last one to show up at the party and they hand you the check. Right, exactly. <laughs> and this is awful. The, but it's. I think it's going to hurt YouTube in the long run because what they're doing is they're stealing audiences. All right, that's what they did to me. They stole my audience. Uh, how do they do that? Oh God, a thousand and one ways. They got a bag of tricks. Starting with shadow banning, nobody can find your work or whatever it's doing. So I can post something on Rumble and get a lot more traffic than on YouTube. All right. And my YouTube channel was over 19 million views. They jigger with that too. But a lot of that traffic was built over the years, especially in the early years when YouTube was honest platform. And so yeah. now it's not. But what they're doing is, you know, like Nietzsche said, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Right. And for me, you know, they they just, it rained anvils on me. And Facebook, YouTube, Google, all of this. I mean, they just really went to town on me. And uh, I came back. It was difficult, but I think, in my case, the reason why I wasn't inevitably silenced by the suppression is that I have a loyal audience and they follow me. And when I start publishing, they follow me more. So I was able to overcome. And what's happening now is I kind of call it boutique journalism. Ah. It's independent journalists such as yourself and others and independent journalists have really become the media. If you look at CNN, MSNBC, all of these guys, they're losing audience share like crazy. And the only thing that's propping them up is pharma is just sinking. Pharma and 
the military industrial complex are using them as propaganda arms and pumping the, pumping the money in. If these networks actually had to compete, yeah. You know, and that's now, the key word, yeah. Uh, they, they'd all fold up like a cheap tent. So on our side, there's rumble for a long time. You know, we were out in the desert and it was pretty tough. Uh, especially in 21. It was a horrible year. And I just saw so many interesting people getting blown out. And for me, I was YouTube premium for years. I dropped YouTube premium because there's what's left, cat videos. Yeah, That's about it. <laughs> All the interesting people are gone. And it's like you go over to Truth Social, and no offense, Truth Social is a nice platform, but I kind of felt like a political refugee, and like everyone else, I was kicked out of somewhere else, you know? And it's it's crazy. The only thing that people like that really works for them is TikTok, and that's the CCP. It's like, hey, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? But I see people like you. I see others and other hosts that I give interviews with. And they took the they took the tough road, and they said, "Fine, I'm going to build a paywall, do premium content, get behind my paywall, build my audience." And they did it. They went through lean times, and now they've emerged stronger. Their audiences are solid. The audiences like it a lot because you can do whatever you want. You're behind a paywall. And whereas when you're on a public platform and you are on YouTube, gosh, as someone who is giving interviews all the time, the listeners need to know we often have to spend a good deal of time in preparation because the hosts are trying to tell us, well, here's the latest things that they're flagging and canceling and doing all kinds of nonsense for. And so you learn the thou shalt nots and what you can't say. And with with people going like you have, you're beyond their reach. They don't have an income mechanism to control you. And that's what YouTube really is. It's an AdSense. It's, it's a monopoly, and they suck the blood out of everyone. For little people, you know, the average YouTube user, they go, we don't understand all of this. Because right, yeah. They're the small fish, and they don't mess with the small fish because, one, it's tedious unless they really have to, but, two, they want to encourage them you know, to do something because you're going to hit a threshold point. What I've been told, it's a half a million views. But once your channel hits a half a million views, that's when they let you know there's prison rules here, and you're our bitch. Oh, God damn. My is that goodness. right? Well, yeah. Essentially, you're not lying. That is That's actually it. the absolute truth. I mean, um, I, I think mostly it was all the COVID talk that really did us in, uh, to be honest. That's what they were really checking in on, Marshall. And some of my guests from the past, they mentioned COVID, and that was uh, plenty enough to uh, get rid of us. Yeah, because what they don't want everyone to know is that they have murdered half the world. That's right. 
It's just going to take time. Like I said, you're the late last one to the party. You get a check. You know, it's funny. I, I studied the Black Plague. I'm doing a series to explain all of this. And part of that was I researched the Black Plague and I found fascinating parallels. Uh, during the Black Plague, which took at a minimum approximately 25% of the global population, more likely about a third. And it was just, it came in three waves. It was an awful way to die. It was horrible. And when these people were dying, they did not know what was killing them. And their medicine was wrong. They were still using... Uh, a philosophy, an infection philosophy that had been speculated by Hippocrates that was called, I think, marisma, which is you die from bad air. And so when you see the pictures of those beaked masks, they that wasn't for going to the royal ball. What was happening with that beaked mask was that they were filling the beak with fresh flower cuttings because that's how they cleaned up the air. But here was something very different. During the Black Death, the practitioners were noble and they answered the call. There were a lot of plague doctors and these were very wonderful and compassionate people because they treated everyone regardless of caste or position in life and they were they were courageous they were brave and unfortunately many of them died and what we're seeing now is our doctors where's the courage we see some of them we see like frontline doctors but for most of them it was a sellout they were doing it to save their jobs because doctors don't own their own practices anymore. They work directly for pharma and pharma can crush them just as easily as YouTube could crush you. So it's an awful thing. We have to work through it, but here's right. my bottom line on it. When enough people have died, and I'm serious, when enough people have died, then there shall come a global outcry, the likes of which humanity has never heard before. It will be a sociological event of cosmic proportion, and there will be rage. Lots of rage. Followed by tribunals where everyone who had a hand in this filthy business will be made to stand for their deeds. And the trials will be quick, as will be the sentencing. And there will be no appeals because it's not about justice at that point. It's going to be a reckoning, a setting right of things. That is what is coming. And so that's the reason why the media is absolutely paranoid. These agencies, we think they are the ones in control. They screwed up. If they had had their 16-year plan, it would all have been a fait accompli. And we didn't, no matter how much we whined and complained, 
that's it. It would have been iron grip. But things got a little messed up along the way. Certain orange-haired guy. And for that reason, we actually, as a species, have a chance to fight for our lives. That's a good thing. Now, the question is, will we? Will we? You see, I don't look at this stuff, Michael, as with, with COVID as nations, religions, right. politics. I don't see any of that. You know what I see? I see what heaven sees. Heaven sees 8 billion individual stories because each and every one of us will stand before our maker, okay? And that is what is coming. It is unstoppable. It is unstoppable. They have a destiny with fate that is not going to be pleasant. In the entertainment media business, there's an expression, your face is your fortune. After this, their faces will be their undoing. They will wear masks, do whatever, so that people cannot recognize them when they walk down the streets. That is, if they still get to do that. Because what is coming is coming, and it is unstoppable. Right now, <clears throat> we just don't see the full scope of it because the suppression is so Orwellian. Oh, yes. You know, there are countless numbers of vaccine victims that are putting up their testimonial videos and they're being sponged just as fast as they put them up along with their accounts. And then a lot of them wind up being intimidated by our wonderful three-letter agencies, our government that is now an evil empire. But at some point, things are going to change. That threshold is simply how many people have to die. That's it. And unfortunately, that's even making it worse. Because if the people of the world had been proactive at the outset, there would have been more options, things that we could do, ways to mitigate it. But this poison has been sitting in everyone's veins for over a year. It's done. It's done. Stick a fork in them. It's done. I can't even believe All this right. has happened, by the way, Marshall. They took uh, years out of our lives. Oh, yeah. Someone's got to pay for oh, this. Uh, this. I is... mean, someone's got to go to jail or lose their life over this, uh, Marshall. That's how serious I feel this, um, this crime against humanity actually is. I, I think Dr. Fauci is pretty responsible for a lot of it. Not everything, oh, but he's I... he's only the tip of the iceberg. I think he plays a pretty... You, know, you have Bill Gates. Yeah, you got a lot of them. You have all of these... Yeah. But Bill Gates and, and also, yes. all of yes. these guys, all right, are... This is not going to go well for them. They're not going to beat this because they control the political system of the world. But if the militaries of the world take them down, which is what we're being told is happening... That is something they can't buy off, intimidate, or blackmail. That's inevitable. And that's what I see coming. So there is going, but it's going to be a reckoning. It's not, let's go to court. Maybe the jury will convict and maybe they will, because he's a Democrat like us and we don't want to do that. Right, right. Here right. in Washington, <laughs> D.C. Right. Okay. And 
It's not going to be that way. It's going to be tribunals, military tribunals. And you're going to be talking to people that aren't going to play your bullshit games. They're going to be dead serious because their job is not about metting out justice. It is about eliminating the enemy. These people are not criminals. They are the enemies of humanity. And what is coming is that's how they will be dealt with, is as enemies. And the reason why it's got to happen that way is when you have billions of people burning down the government buildings, the militaries are going to have the backing to do it, and they're going to want to do it. And it will be done, and that's how this is going to play out. But between here and there, it's going to be a rocky road. A very rocky road. And this was, of course, a deliberate attempt at depopulation uh, control, in my opinion, Marshall. It is. It is. And you know, I, I'm working on a new series that I'm going to be bringing out uh, probably in May. And I'm, it's going to be called The Jab with Marshall Masters. And it's going to be um, a small series of episodes. and. I'm targeting specifically the people who are just now coming into awareness, who've been jabbed and who have regrets. Right, that buyer's and remorse, so, essentially. Buyer, oh, big time. Yes. And so what I wanted to do was to really explain it to them so that they can get their heads around it without all the inflammatory jargon. And so that they understand that what we are dealing with is a weapon system. And that's what we've been attacked with. This is fifth generation warfare. And it is going to prove to be the most deadly warfare more than atomic bombs in the coming years. All right. That is coming. For those of us who are ready to do something, and I'm speaking mostly for the meek who are realizing, oh boy, I screwed up. I made a bad choice. I want them to understand the first thing is, it's called, the first one's going to be called the big lie, because I'm a former cable news network science feature producer, and the CNN I worked for is not this, my God, awful <laughs> invasion of the body snatchers part due that you see on the TV today. I know what it takes to do real news, because that's what I did, and... Trump is right. Of all of the people that are involved in this, the worst offenders are the media. Absolutely by far. The media cartel, because it's the, you know, it's the role of the media to speak for the people, to speak to power, not to serve it with reckless abandonment, with bloodthirst, no less. So tough times, big times are coming, but, you know, Let's look further into the future. What is going to be the consequences of all that? And I can talk about this because I'm not going to discuss this particular aspect in the jab. What I see after this is a period, we're going to go through catastrophe. We're going to lose a lot of people. And what folks are going to start feeling are black holes in their family trees. And it's very unpleasant. And here's why. When I was nine years old, I asked my mother, this was after my parents divorced, 
And I said, I know where all my relatives on dad's side of the family are in Italy, you know, climbing up and down the mountainside, growing grapes and teasing the girls. I said, but mom, what about all my family on your side in Europe? Where are they? And she said, every one of them, every man, woman, and child was killed in the concentration camps by the Nazis. That's a heavy for a nine-year-old kid. And I spent the rest of my life just asking myself, how could it happen to them? How could they let it happen to them? And now I'm sitting here seeing it all. When back in 2020, when this all started, I immediately smelled a rat. This Fauci was a finagler. Oh my. You could, I could see that immediately. And, but I couldn't, and my suspicion was that this would be the 21st century Holocaust. And what confirmed it for me was after Trump came out for hydroxychloroquine. And then I watched how the media savaged him over that. Well, I know what hydroxychloroquine was. I was a medic in the Army, 91 Bravo. Ask the guys who were in Vietnam. They were taking it, all right? When I saw them doing that, they were attacking that. Then I knew it was a Holocaust. And it was a lonely place to be because I'd spent my life wondering, how does this happen? Well, now we see how it happens. So I feel a good deal of compassion, actually, for the ones who took the jab and now they regret it. They got led down the garden path. They're the ones who are, to their last breath, going to be woke assholes. They were the ones that were happy to see people lose their jobs. They couldn't pray. I mean, they were the ones that reveled in all of this, totally down with it. And you hear them going, well, I made a mistake, but it was for love, not like the unvaccinated who were the filth of the earth. I mean, it's this childish insanity. All I can say about these people is they're stupid. Let them die and stay the hell away from them. But for you guys out there that are unvaccinated, there's a lot of good people who are realizing they got shafted. They regret it. And they want to redeem that mistake in some manner, somehow. And for those of you who are unvaccinated, you need to take these people and to, you, you need to show them kindness. You need to show them compassion right. because you couldn't help them. They were misled, you though, essentially. Help them to yeah. understand. Right. They were, they were misled from the beginning. This was the That's biggest right. propaganda campaign we've ever seen since 9-11, basically, Mr. Mr. Masters. Yeah. Yeah. This is crazy. Is. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't, again, I, I can't believe that they pulled this one uh, from under us, uh, Marshall. It's insane. And people still, they don't really give a shit, Marshall. They just still live their lives not really caring what just went down not long ago. That's fine. But. Yes, sir. Let's talk about who's going to survive this. Right. Okay. Because this is going to change the whole landscape everything. This is going to change politics. Huge. All right. The United States is going to become, once again, a very strong Christian republic. And this is because 
These are the people that principally are unvaccinated. They appreciate the gift of life that God gave them. The body is their temple, and they will not defile it with the satanic witch's brew. And the people who go along to get along and they took the jab, you know, it doesn't matter why. It really doesn't. Because once it's in the blood, that's it. Your ticket's punched. It changes your body in ways that are like an amputation. If somebody came, some berserker runs in with a sword and whacks off one of your legs, is it going to grow back? No. Once your DNA has been transvected by this biological weapon, it's like an amputation. It is what it is, and nothing can change it. You just have to learn to live with it in some fashion. So, and I see the hopium, med beds. Oh my gosh, we keep hearing med beds, med beds, med beds, because we've been seeing them on Star Trek for 50 years. So of course, everyone thinks a med bed's possible. McCoy showed us. Has anyone seen a real med bed? Has anyone ever met someone who's been healed in a real med bed? And kind of stop and think about this. Half the planet is vaccinated. You're going to need, at a bare minimum, 400 million med beds to service them. What are we going to do? Another Project Warp Speed? Yeah, another one. All right. By the way, Marshall, yeah. by the way, I just want to quickly point out that we're not shaming those of you out there who were forced to be jabbed or anything like that. I mean, I know a lot of you out there had to take the jab. You were required to or else you would lose your li your, your livelihood, basically. Um, but uh, fortunately, not everyone was faced with that. But a lot of you were. Continue, Marshall. Sorry. Well, that's right. A lot of you were. But, you know, a lot of people took the hit. They took the dishonorable discharge, they lost their jobs, they did whatever, and they didn't do it. You know, right now, Southwest is not having the grief that the other airlines are having with losing flight crews, okay? And why? Because the employees of Southwest stood up and management said, you know, we really don't want to make a bed. And they won. They prevailed. Now, so... You could, you know, if you're saying you were made to do it, I'm sorry. You sat down, you rolled up your sleeve, and you let them put it in you. That was an act of free will. And this is important to understand this. It's not to humiliate anyone. I told you for my whole life. It was like, how did they kill my entire family on one side of my tree. I mean, I got a huge, mother huge black hole in my family tree. That sucks. And people are going to have it. And I wouldn't wish it on anyone because I've had to live with it. And I know how awful it is. And for those of you I'm, that did it, my heart goes out to you. And if you really regret it, you want to try and do something to redeem it, take responsibility for your free will then I want to be there to help you and all those like you. 
But if for those people that are going to go on with this, let's punish everyone who disagrees with our narrative nonsense. May God bless and keep you far away from me. That's how you know they're lying, Marshall, once they start doing that to citizens. Why else would they want to suppress you if it wasn't true? That's right. That's that's all the suppression. and But this is all coming to a head. Because like I said, this is just there's... I can the process that I'm seeing right now, and I've been defining this for over a year. It was almost a year ago I started saying the fastest way to open a closed mind is with an open coffin, and that's what's happening. That's right. People are starting to attend more funerals than they are sporting events, and it's going to get worse. Can it get worse in time? And a lot of those athletes and, in those, uh, Marshall, a lot of those athletes in those sporting sporting events are dropping dead too. By the way, on the field, oh, <laughs> that's yes. crazy. Yeah, wonderful, beautiful, healthy yeah. young people in the prime of their life. Yeah, robbed. And they do. Next is where we are going to have. They're already seeing it. Uh, the wildfire cancers. Uh, you know what the jab does is it. Your body can't see. Your surveillance system goes down. You know, imagine there's NASA, all right? And you have a control center, and the spacecraft is going up in there, and they're sitting at their monitors, and the fuel's here, and the temperature's there, and the guy's heartbeat is good, and trajectory is great, and they can see all this, and all of a sudden, something happens, it all goes dark. They don't know what's going on. The radios go dark. They can't even ask them what's going on. So now you got to play 20 questions. Well, that's what the jab does to your body, its ability to recognize diseases, cancers, and the such. All right? It just shuts that ability off. So that's the reason why cancers are spreading like wildfire. And then, you know, it's going to be... Anything could set off a cytokine storm. You could die from a case of pink eye. People are going to die from things that are quite common because the body's not going to recognize it. It's going to set off a storm, and then you're going to have one failure. You get a cascade of failures. That's what a catastrophe is. A catastrophe is an unbroken string of failures. A good example is the Titanic. All right, let's think about a cascade of failures. It began when the ship was being built, and there was a terrible fire, and it severely weakened some of the plates on the hull, but they decided not to replace the plates because it would have set them back and cost them a fortune. So they decided to just go with what they had. They determined it would be sufficient. Well, it wasn't. The steel was brittle, and so happens that's exactly where the Titanic hit the berg. Now, go forward. Titanic sailed, and it didn't have enough binoculars. There was a pair of binoculars for the bridge, but not for the crow's nest. And they're supposed to be. And the night of the disaster, the seas were flat, and the ship was had all boilers lit and was going fast when all the other ships in the area actually had shut down for the evening, dropped sea anchors, 
they weren't going to go sailing through an area where there were berg alerts, period. Not at night, not when they couldn't see them. So the lookouts are trying to see bergs, and if you don't have choppy water, you're not going to see the side of the berg that well. And worse than that, they didn't have binoculars. That might have, they could have spotted that berg a little sooner, and that might have been just enough time difference for the Titanic to swing out. Then finally, Light Tower tries to avoid, which sealed their fate, when in fact, if he had just simply rammed the Titanic straight into the berg, nose on, it would have collapsed the first couple of compartments, but the ship would have not sunk, and it could have made New York on its own power. So you have a whole sequence of events, and it results in a terrible catastrophe. That is how this goes. So you that's what will happen in the body when the immune system is affected. It's just going to set off a cascade effect. One system after another, one organ after another. This is going to pop off. That's going to pop off. And then when the body is overwhelmed by infections that it cannot fight, it goes into sepsis. A lot of people die of sepsis. A lot of people are saved from sepsis. It happens frequently in hospitals, and there's expertise and drugs to deal with it. But what will happen in the coming years is the people who would be treating are themselves going to be patients. And we have supply chain that is breaking apart, and we are dependent on China for our basic pharmaceutical materials. So you're going to have a perfect storm of shrinking labor supply and a dysfunctional supply chain system and the end result is there will be enough to treat elites and officials and important people. And for everyone else, you're just going to die on a gurney. And after you pass, that's it. There's not going to, you know, eventually the bodies will get to a point where uh, the funeral pyres are going to light up the sky. And that's what eventually folks are going to see. And for the vaccinated, they don't have a lot of options. Yeah, I see all this stuff about detox, 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 detox. Yeah, I see a lot I of that. I saw one doctor, and he was just like, wow, we found something that dissolves the spike protein. That's a great thing. But it's too little too late. If we'd have had something like that a year or two, you know, a year ago, if we'd have had that a year ago, even just a few months after this started, it could have made a real difference. Right. We're kind of far gone now. We're far gone because if the doctors say, whoopee, it's dissolving spike proteins, guess what's making the proteins? It's not the vaccine anymore. It's your own body that's manufacturing the spike proteins. And that's the reason why, you know, you light up the tests. And, I, yeah. The hopium with the detox, everything, what is going to deal with it? I don't know. I mean, from the science standpoint, like I told you, once the DNA is modified, 
that's it. It's like an amputation. It's forever, and you got to learn to live with it. And these are the series of things, and this is what I'm going to be talking about in this series, because I want to really help the meek and who did not take the vaccines help those who did and now have regrets. Hopefully, for the unvaccinated, they'll watch it and they'll say, you know, this is useful. I can give a link to the video to my friend who got vaccinated and now is regretting it. And he gives them a starting point. And I want to go and do it this, not with, there's so much outrage. And I appreciate that. People are waking up. Awareness is a bitch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, everybody's, oh, <laughs> it's the Great Awakening. Whoopee. Right. I don't know what the whoopee is. It's propaganda everywhere on the left. You know, what, you know, what, we know what that is. And on the right, we get the propaganda too. How many times are they telling us, well, we got our asses kicked again, but good news, we got them where we want them, you know? And I love that. And then it's like goalposts. I think the goalposts for the people on the right have anti-gravity pods that help it keep moving further and further away. <laughs> you know? I think that's Damn, how it goes. Goalposts keep yeah. going. It keeps going back yeah. further and further. And of course, a new variant now um, is on the loose. They're saying, Marshall, one that's even more contagious. And that's, um, yeah, that's uh, something that has been making the the head headlines now. And it started out in, uh, I think it was in India. Now it's here in the States and people are worried about it all over again. It's one of those things that they keep saying in the news, uh, Marshall. Mm -hmm. They keep going with mm -hmm. it. It never, it never ends. Never ends. But I told you, there's going to come a point. See, it's not going to change until enough people die. And here's the truth of it. What the Nazis learned early on is that controlling families is very easy. In a family, in the population at large, you're approximately going to have 20 to 25% that are going to be critical thinkers. These are the people who see through the bullshit immediately and understand it and won't have anything to do with it. And then you have a lot of people that just go along to get along. And then you have the ones that want to really get feel the power. So all they had to do was get one child in a household into the Hitler youth. And at that point, they had a spy at the dinner table and everyone at that table knew anything that come out of their mouth was going to be relayed by their sibling or child to the authorities, and it wouldn't go nicely for them. And so that's how they did it, and that's how they broke through that. Uh, but if we look at who's going to survive this, you look at the surviving populations. My generation, we're toast. We're toast. We're 97% vaccinated. I'm in the 3% that said, screw you and the horse you rode in on. All right. 97% of the boomers, that's it. We're going to do most of the dying. So they took the most uh, boomers took the jab. That's right. That's right. You know, 
And uh, I have a feeling it's because they were the watching. The government is good to us. They wouldn't hurt us. I feel they were the, the ones that were. The government yes. is our nanny. <laughs> I, government I, is good. Oh, right. Let's see. You know, now we see how that worked. I feel like uh, but, they were watching too much television, and that's what uh, made them. That that's what misled them. You know, they were under the impression that they had to get vaccinated in order to protect the people that they loved. As gullible as that sounds, I mean, there's some out there that believe that. Well, as a boomer, well, I think it's more a case of you'd be surprised. With my generation, we went from peace, love, dope to. I got mine, you get yours, fuck you. <laughs> well, that's kind of what happened and in a certain way. We became very self-serving. Sure. And that was it. We we drew, we were the statistically the rat in the snake. And our parents pampered us because they'd come out of a depression and a terrible war, and they wanted us to grow up. And so we had, oh, you know, that was great. It was great. We were blessed. Very, very blessed. And then we got greedy. And so we did it to ourselves. I have no sympathy for my generation. I'm sorry. And if that, I'm sure that's going to piss off some people out there. Yeah, I mean, but damned if you do, damned if you don't. That's the way I see it. I'll I'll tell you the ones (laughs) that I feel for in my heart the most the alphas, all of the kids that were born from 2000 on, because they are really going after them. My God, these monsters are going after them, chopping up their bodies, pumping them with drugs. That's right. Doing everything to turn them into walking zombies. It's horrible. It's horrible. I agree. But the people, who's going to survive this? See, right now we're talking about a lot of victims. We're talking about bad guys. We have a lot of folks that are going... Well, I don't know about all of this because they're in the denial and having their cognitive dissonance. Death is death, booby. It's coming. Clean the guest room. The bitch is going to be a long stay. Right. Okay. And what's going to happen after all this death and dying? Who's left standing? The ones left standing are the ones that never took the jab. They're the ones left standing. They're going to be the ones that are going to have absolute total political power and control because there's not going to be enough normies left to cheat an election. That's it. It's game over. And so we will become a Christian republic, and that's a good thing because historically over time, Christian nations are do very well, do much better than other nations do. All right? Nobody's perfect. Everything's got its problems. But America started with a very strong Judeo-Christian ethic, and uh, we lost the beam. Now, what happened is a lot of people were so busy making a buck and feeling clever that God became a spare tire in the trunk of the car. You don't think about it until you need it. It doesn't work well. I'm guilty of that, Marshall. You know. I said, I'm guilty of that sort of thing. You know, I've always said, I'll keep Jesus in my back pocket. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people think that way. Well, it is, it's a relationship. If you look at the people who are going to survive this, they have a real relationship with God. The vast majority of them. Now, there are a lot of people who are agnostic, even atheists, who could walk 
and chew gum at the same time. You know, just because you're a critical thinker doesn't mean you're any one faith or another. Right. So there were people that just did it because it was their belief system. And then there are those that came through a process of observation and deduction. I does you know, to the heart of a great mystery, many roads lead. Doesn't matter how you get there, just get there. And so that is what is happening. People coming to it from different approaches. So we are going to have, at the end of this, it's going to be a better world. Life is going to go into a, and this is what I'm talking about in my recent article that I just put up today, the five zero risk reasons for holding nickels. And for those of you out there that are on a thin dime, going from paycheck to paycheck and using credit cards sometime, but you want to do something to give you a modicum of self-control with this financial economic insanity because they're crashing the system. That's what this is for. Come read it. If you can, you got $200, you can swing, do with as you please. It's discretionary. I'm going to show you how you can use that to sleep better for the rest of your life. There's no L, you know, and I'm not doing MLM and I'm not selling a service and I'm not sponsored and I'm not going to hump you with a bunch of happy bullshit right. about you got to buy something to solve your problem. I'm just going to show you because I did it. What I talk about in that article, I did it. I did the research and trust me, you put $100 worth of nickels under your bed after you read this article, you're going to sleep better because- it's not the quantity, it's the commitment. And that's what makes the difference. So we all have to decide what of our story is going to be as we march forward. Remember, I, as I said, this is about 8 billion stories because eventually each and every one of us is gonna stand before our creator and we're going to talk about this. So how does your story end? How are you going to write the last chapter of your life? And this is what people are going to have to think about. Right now, this probably sounds absurd and far-fetched. And if that's the way you think, I'm sorry for you, because what is coming is inevitable and unstoppable. And we will see so much death that at some point, there will be an outrage ignited such as has never been seen in the history of humanity. Never. And it will be a reckoning. It will be a purge. It will be of setting things right. No more slaps on the wrists. No more D.C. juries that will never convict a criminal. Uh-uh. They're not going to let the justice system or our injustice system get a whack at that. It's going to be military tribunals, and it's going to be brutal, it's going to be pretty brutal. And we're going to see things coming out that are going to shock us. And what is going to fuel the rage more than even the vaccine deaths is when we learn what they're doing to our children below ground and the torture and the sacrifices and the abuses and the sexual ravaging and all of these 
sick people and what they do to innocent children. And this comes out, that is going to throw kerosene on the COVID rage. All of it's going to come. And the world is going to say, find every one of these people and destroy them. Ooh. Destroy them. They have killed us. They have no right to outlive us. And that's what people are going to think. And rightfully so. And this is what's coming. So for those of you who are unvaccinated, you got to take it seriously because things are going to belly up. Now, everyone right now, you're, the biggest investment of your life is your home. What happens after half the population disappears? There's going to be vacant houses everywhere. And if the power company will bill you for service, you'll have squatters' rights. Who's going to kick you out? If you got a house and you want to sell it, who's going to want to buy it? And they can go squat somewhere and take the house. So the biggest investment in your life is going to be worth little to nothing. And it is going to be a tough time. I can see out in the suburbs, there's going to be a lot of victory gardens, people doing that. Out in the country, the country folk are going to do much better with this. And that's what I'm saying in my article, Five Zero Risk Reasons for Holding Nickels. They're going to do much better because when you're out in the country, there's a strong barter economy. You're trading stuff. I got a truckload of potatoes. You got a truckload of firewood. Let's cross paths. I'll dump at your place. You dump at mine. It's a deal. Hello. We got it. No money exchange hands. People grow their own food. They take care of themselves. They help their neighbors. They work together. So it'll be tough on everyone, but for the people in the country where it's rural are going to do much better. And the ones in the cities are going to have a terrible, terrible time. But there will be things that they can do to get through that. They can have a lot within the cities. You can take parking garages and turn them into literally turn them into uh, you know, multi-level above-ground farms. You know, put potted plants in there and all around the corners, and <clears throat> there you go. You're, you're growing rootstock vegetables, harvesting water off the roof. People start using their minds, start doing things. It'll take time in the city for them to do that. And uh, in terms of getting out into the country, I don't think the people in the cities are going to be allowed to spread out into the countryside, and it'll come from both the government, but also the people that live out in the country, because the folks in the country, they know every every bit of ingress and egress in their counties, and the one thing you hear out in the country is they say, you know what, we got chainsaws and dynamite, and we know how to use it. And they'll bring down overpasses and whatever it takes, bridges, overpasses, that's it. They'll make it so there's no way you can get vehicles in. And then otherwise anybody tries to come in, oh, they could have some surprises. So these are the things coming downstream. And what it takes right now, what's really important, is that people need to start thinking 
this through for the next three years, not the next three months. That's what we do. We go quarter to quarter to quarter. We think in three-month periods. We have to think in a three-year period. And where things are going to be collapsing and we're going to have to find ways to work with others to get through it. I see a tremendous amount of hardship, but I also see good things happening. I see noble people stepping up and doing the right things. These malevolent bastards that did this to us, look, there's only two kinds of people in the world that have no regrets, psychopaths and vegetables. And the monsters who put this crap out into the world are not vegetables, but they will be facing a noose because governments are going to have to do it. No government will be able to stand, let alone form, if it does not satisfy the global demand for a purge. And it's going to come. People want a reckoning. They don't want to say, okay, we're going to have justice, a little punishment. We're going to learn how to kumbaya and get together. No, it's you drew first blood. We're ending it. And that's what it's going to be. And so for everyone who's doing it, and there's going to be a lot of doctors, a lot of nurses, a lot of media personalities, a lot of government people, and it's not going to go at all well for them. And saying, well, I was just doing my job or... I was just trying to save my job is not going to be terribly convincing because during the Nuremberg trials after World War II, it didn't play that well with the court as history shows. And the judges are not going to be owing anyone a favor. And they're going to be mad about the things that they see because the evil is beyond description. Beyond description. So... I think that pretty well covers YouTube. <laughs> I have pretty much. I think we, um, I think we have uh, plenty of uh, material here, uh, Mister Masters, to sort of let marinate in our minds here. Lots to digest here that you laid down on the table for all of us. It's a lot, and I'm working on this series. Like I said, I'll bring it out in May, and it was just something. That it, uh, I've done so much, so much research. Yes, on you this have. And, yeah. And I'm very, very fortunate to have collaboration with a doctor who in 2020 began treating off the Fauci protocol. She would not kill her patients for money. She was punished for it terribly, but they couldn't fire her because she was the only doctor in the clinic where she worked whose patients all survived. Every one of them full recoveries and walked out. And everyone else was killing their patients left and right. And she's been in my article, uh, one of my articles, uh, How the Meek Inherit the Earth, Saving the Vaccinated. I introduce her as Dr. Anon. She's had so much. She's been brutalized by it so much. She just doesn't want to put her real name out there. I understand. Yeah. But I have, I have, God, I, we, we have been collaborating on this. And because this is, they, they've covered up everything. Immediately once the, the outbreak came, the lab in Wuhan deleted the data. How do you follow the work? All the secrecy, the suppression, the lies, the propaganda. You can't, 
the people that do care and want to figure out how to deal with this, what we're forced to do is be like blind people groping an elephant and trying to describe it for the first time, you know? <laughs> right. It's like, if NASA were doing this, here's how it would go, okay? Uh, blind one, blind one, does NASA, go ahead. How goes it? NASA, we believe we have approached the region of the Tochas. Stand by, blind one. Uh, blind one, the methane is off the meter. We advise, do not repeat. Do not advance to the rear. That's how NASA <laughs> right. handle it, okay? Good Lord, Marshall, the, um, the visual aspect of it all. Hey, yeah, you know, what the heck? Why not? You know, we just... So we got to be off the wall. We got to be that's off okay, the yes. box. Got to throw spaghetti at it. See what sticks. And that's what we're doing. And we're learning as we go along. And we're playing and paying in blood and treasure every step of the way. And it's because of the media that whatever chances we did have to help a lot of people are lost. And I say this as a former CNN science feature producer. I know, right? It's um, it's a lot to consume here tonight. And, uh, you know, I, I had no idea we we're going to touch upon some of these subjects that we did tonight, but I'm glad we did, Marshall. I mean, I'm glad you told me how you felt about the whole vaccine situation that we're dealing with here. Um, I mean, I know we've talked about it in the past, but obviously this time, um, I could feel the emotion behind it this time. Yeah, because, you know, now I see it all. That's the reason why I, I got to do a series. There's so much information I got to put into this. And I got to do it in a way that is going to be easy for people to follow. That's God bless these wonderful doctors who are trying to share this information with us, but they're playing with the handicap because they have to talk to two audiences at the same time. They have right. to talk to the people who are the victims. And they have to talk to the people who are the victimizers, who are looking for any pretext to victimize them for doing what they're doing. And so they have a natural awkwardness with explaining things to us. They tend to get into, very often, they use terminology that they don't define because in their minds, they're somewhat talking to fellow professionals, which is what it is. So they're handicapped that way. And I, on the other hand, yeah, I was a medic when I was in the Army, oh, 91 Bravo. So I kind of understand the gist of it enough to do this. But because I don't have to worry about losing a medical practice, I can call it the way I see it. And by God, that's what I'm going to do. I love that. And I'm going to make it simple. Yeah, that's the best way to do it. That way everyone uh, can follow along. And my God, Marshall, you know, we kind of blew through this hour rather quickly here. And, you know, I, I, I could talk to you all day, but I know you have uh, other things to do right now. But again, I do want to thank you for being a part of the program. And we'll do it again on the other side, my friend. And before I let you go, plug away, obviously. Please, folks, come to my website, yowusa.com. You can also go to marshallmasters.com. It'll take you to the same place. And that'll link you to all my articles and all my books. And please come and read my latest article, Five Zero Risk Reasons 
for holding nickels. It might give you a little peace of mind. Thank you so much. Very nice. Thank you so much, Marshall. And I'll talk to you soon, my friend. All right. And there he goes, boys and girls. That was Mr. Marshall Masters. Always a great guest to talk to. Go check out his website at yowusa.com. That's Y-O-W-U-S-A dot com. Once again, boys and girls, thank you so much for pressing play. I'll see you on the other side. And with that said, the world is a mysterious place. And life itself is a mystery. Until next time, good night. Oh, 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 oh,